Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks again for joining us. We're going to get into some relationship talk. I feel like it's been a while since we've gone over some of these things. Um, For many of you singles, this will be uh, helpful. You know, the reason people ask for advice is because they want to do it right, not because they want to do it wrong. So this would be my advice, things that I've learned, some things I learned from other people and didn't have to suffer the heartache from other things that I learned the hard way, um, but things that'll help you. And even if you're married, maybe some refreshers on on uh, doing marriage the right way. But um, I'm just going to hit on a lot of things quickly. So grab what you can. If it pertains to you, awesome. If it doesn't, uh, awesome. So number one is be careful, as single people especially, be careful who your friends are. Choose your friends wisely. Uh, Being here in a a pastoral position, I get a little bit defensive when I see Bible school students come in and then all of a sudden you see these relationships forming and guys sitting next to girls. Because number one, in Bible school, you shouldn't be focused on that. Bible school is a time where the purpose is to grow in your walk with God. There are people who come into Bible school with very little to no relationship with the Lord And by the time Bible school is done, they're on fire, serving God, they're grounded. There's so much that happens during that time that God is able to work on them because they're dedicated to the Word of God. It's Bible school. My school is the Bible. You're getting growth. People will grow in a year, two, three years more than other people do in 10, 15 years because it's such a concentrated time that I believe, if you're already married, obviously, you know, it is what it is, but I believe Bible school is not the right time to start a relationship because a relationship isn't just like a 10% thing. Like, hey, um, you know, my, it's a full-on emotional uh, attention. You're, you're, you're just by nature of it, it's meant to be enrapturous, right? So you getting into relationship at the beginning of Bible school, and that's why they have um, uh, here, they at least have rules about getting relationships. But I would even encourage you, just on a friend level, it's good to be friendly, but I would say don't make friends with people of the opposite sex. And that might sound crazy to you, but the friend, the truth is for most guys, and there'll be guys that'll try to deny this, but for most guys, they're not interested in having a girl as a friend just because, hey, we're friends. Like there's always a thing of, there's a need for a guy to be fulfilled in like, hey, we're hanging out with girls or I'm hanging out with a girl. So even though they say it's friendship, there is a level of an attraction, which is ultimately a distraction. This is not what you're here for. For people who aren't married, if you're, even if you're not in Bible school, people who aren't married, if you're looking to get married, don't be hanging out with people that you know you're not going to marry. Don't spend time just, oh, I've got these friends. I t- Texting especially, texting, talking on the phone, like you shouldn't be calling people of the opposite sex and just talking on the telephone. Teenager, doesn't matter what age, like that's that's not something that's healthy for you. Guys have guy friends, girls have girlfriends. Oh, you know, I grew up with brothers and so I, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a girl that just talks with my guy, my friend. A girl that has a lot of guy friends actually should be a turnoff for other guys. If Krista, when I met her, if she just had a bunch of dude friends that she was having to like break off relationships because now she had found this, she had acquaintances, they hung out in groups, but there wasn't people, uh, there weren't people that she was like texting on a regular basis. 
Like any person, if you put yourself in the shoes that you got married tomorrow, whose whose number would you have to lose? You should have lost it already. If you're on the on the regular texting people of the opposite sex, you can't do that when you're married. You understand that, that when you get married as a guy, let me speak to the guys. When you get married, you can't have other friends that are girls. You cannot. If you're a girl, you cannot have other friends that are guys. Your friends are now your husband and your father, that and your brothers, and that's it. You are not hanging out with other guy friends. You're not talking. You're not going to, two months into your marriage, you're not going to get a phone call from a guy friend, um, and he's going to be like, hey, so just wanted to check up on you. How's everything going? How's married life? Like, not going to happen. My friends in my life, the ones who I consider friends, are my wife my mom and my sister-in-law, Simone, and Eva. Eva's become a good friend. My niece, who's uh, about to be four years old. There's people that my wife and I hang out with. There, there are other people who we get along with, but I'm not having an individual relationship with, I'm not texting other women, right? It doesn't happen. So watch who your friends are now. I got a lot to cover, so I can, let me move past that one. The next thing is be the spouse that you want to be. Be the spouse that you should be now. Don't wait until marriage to be the spouse. If you look ahead and say, and along with that, don't expect them to do things you won't. If you're the person who's like, room's a mess, figure this stuff out now. You are not an attractive person to to get married to, and you don't put your laundry away, your clothes stink, like your room's a mess, your, your sink is always full of dishes, like start doing those now. Act like you're a husband now if you're a guy. Act like you're a wife now. How does a husband behave themselves around other women? Act like that now. So be the spouse that you, that you should be now. Um, talk a little bit about love. Love is not just a feeling. Don't be in a rush when you are in a relationship. Don't be in a rush to get romantic so quickly. The world and so many people have this view of love as the feeling that goes along with infatuation. There is a feeling to love, this rush of blood to your head, right? That when you fall in love with this person, like they're the most amazing person on planet earth and you'll like drive four hours to go hang out with them for 30 minutes. There's this, these feelings that go along with love, with infatuation. But that's not what love is. That comes along with infatuation, but it doesn't, it isn't the, the, for the telltale sign of love. People can fall in love and then there's, and there's no real backbone to their love because what is love? The Bible says greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Lay, love is you laying down your life for God so loved the world that he gave. Love by nature is giving. So many people, the reason why people are so quick to say, I love you, they could be like dating or hanging out with someone for two weeks, three weeks, and then they're already, I love you. They're not, they don't actually love you. They're not saying the real definition of love. They're saying, I love the way this infatuation makes me feel. I love the feeling that I'm getting from this relationship. They're not saying I love you because what does love actually mean? Love means I'm laying down my life for you. Love never fails. Love bears up unto all things. Love is patient. Love is kind. They're not saying I'm patient with you. I'm kind with you. They're saying these feelings that are coming from this relationship, this is awesome. It's not a real I love you. Because why? Because love never leaves. Jesus said, I'll be with you always. When you tell someone, when I told my wife, I love you, that's me saying, I'm never leaving you. In 20 years from now, I'm still with you. I'm never leaving you. I'm always for your best interest. That's what love is. It's your decision to be there for their best interest. 
So that's why you shouldn't be two weeks into dating waiting for them to say, I love you. That's not what it's about. Like you want to see the fact that they're, hey, you act a certain way um, and they're with you. Ten years into marriage, they're with you. I remember being at Costco and going through the checkout line and this lady, uh, it was on Valentine's Day and I was buying some flowers for my wife. And uh, and, she's, and the lady's like, yeah, I was married for 14 years, but, you know, we just fell out of love. And I thought to myself, you didn't fall out of love. That feeling went away and you thought that's what love was and you stopped putting each other first. People who constantly decide, I'm just putting them first, when both people are committed to doing that, you won't have a divorce. Now, it does take two to tango. So there could be one who's committed to doing that and the other one is not. And then a marriage comes to an end, right? That's why the whole thing of like, I believe this is the person I'm supposed to marry, that you can't override someone else's will. So you, you can be waiting for 10 years on someone. Oh, I believe this is the person I'm supposed to marry. But if they don't, if they're not on board, you got to move on. Like you could have feel like you heard from the Lord, but they still have a free will because you heard from the Lord doesn't doesn't override their free will. Like if they're not willing to, to move along with you, it ain't going to happen. So love is a commitment to be 100% in. Don't get romantic too quick because then it gets, people get blinded. My mom always said this to me. She said, go into dating with your eyes wide open and go into marriage with your eyes closed. Basically like, hey, the moment you're in marriage, overlook the things they do wrong. Not like Hey, my wife is doing crack cocaine. I'm not telling anyone about it, right? I'm not, I'm not talking about that. But hey, my eyes, there's mistakes she's making. My eyes are closed. But when you're dating and you're figuring it out, is this the right person? Don't have your eyes closed to their mistakes. Look closely. Hey, can I live with this? Can I live with the fact that they nag the heck out of me forever, that they gossip all the time? Can I live with the fact that they don't know how to spend money, that they're super wasteful, that they have terrible body odor? Like, <laughs> uh, if I just described you, I'm just kidding. Um, so keep your eyes open during your dating time. Uh, the next thing is don't be afraid of marriage. Marriage is awesome. God made it. Be afraid of marrying the wrong person. The thing you have to understand is as a Christian, God knows what you need. And I heard someone say that when you get married, the reason why love, there has to be vows is because the vows bind you to that person. It's, it's your point of contact to look back and say, I vowed to God, I vowed to man, and I vowed to her that I would be with her forever and I would never leave, right? And you need that because they say people change, that in 10 years from now, you're not marrying the same people. And that's why sometimes getting married so young is trouble because people at 18, if you could go back in time and see me at 18, you would you would probably laugh. You would look at this guy. I was 70 pounds heavier, long hair. Uh, there was a time in my life where um, I listened to all hip-hop. Uh, I wore, I don't know if I ever had a pair of FUBUs. I wore Allen Iverson shoes. I wore basketball gear everywhere I went. Like, I wasn't even going to go play basketball. I was 80 pounds overweight. But I was like, Allen Iverson jersey, Allen Iverson shoes, listening to Jay-Z. This was like my life, right? And and that was that was maybe 15, not 18. But I'm a different person today. People change. The likelihood is in 15 years from now, maybe there's a personality that's there, but there will be differences that your your people change. That's why I'm, that's why trusting God is so important because 20 years from now, He knows what He's called you to do, and He knows what you need. You may be looking at someone that you think is all that, man, they're exactly what I wanted. They got brown hair. They got blue eyes. They know how to sing. You know, they, they're really good at making mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is my favorite food. And my favorite book is their favorite book. Like you got this list of things, but God knows, Hey, I know what I've called you to do. And, 
Um, I know what I've called you to do. And if unless you're willing to go along with my plan, you'll end up with someone who in 10 years from now decides they're not willing to go along with God's plan for your life. You have to follow God's plan. You should be you should be nervous of making the wrong mistake here. You should pray a lot about your spouse. My mom said, uh, you, "Receiving Jesus is the most important decision in your life. Who you marry is the second most important decision. Who you marry matters. You better pray long and hard, and not just be like, well, I feel peace about it.' No, you better fast and pray and get the mind of the Lord and know for a fact and have people in your life who are saying, yes, this is right. If everyone in your life is saying, no, this is wrong, and you somehow feel peace, you need to reconsider. At least wait, wait a year and get around people and get around godly counsel and then hear back. It's too much of a decision to do it wrong. So don't be afraid of marrying the marriage, but be afraid of marrying the wrong person. Um, what else? Did I, uh, the, the Lord knows what you need. Um, you're married to different people. Don't marry lazy. So that's another thing. Don't marry lazy. Uh, and, and it goes along with don't be lazy. If I look at what was important to me in marrying Krista, marrying someone who is uh, marrying someone who is uh, a hard worker, who has got a good work ethic, is one of the most important things. Because I'm, I'm here to work. I'm here to fulfill the call of God. You know the call of God is work. It's not like preach once a week and then vacation the rest of the time. Like it's work. We're here to work. In heaven, we'll vacation. For now, we work, right? So don't marry lazy. And then people say, I love you, but it's really the way, I love the way I feel. Love doesn't leave. And then lastly, for many people, you need to stop looking. You need to stop looking for this person. You need to be unconcerned about this. And I know I risk you know, people feeling a certain way, but there's everyone's di- mature at a different age. But for many people, you need to just be focused on what God has called you to do and not be looking around, all, eyes always wide open. Tell the Lord, Lord, I'm, not, I'm gonna stop looking for this loved one. I'm gonna stop looking for my spouse. I'm gonna let you bring them. I always had this picture in my head and I'll wrap up with this, but I was, instead of like, hey, I'm trying to find a wife, I'm running for the Lord and I'm running stra- straight out and I'm sprinting. And I look to my left and there's this girl who's sprinting with me and she's headed in the same direction I'm headed in. And I look at her, I grab her hand and I keep running. And that w- that's what it was with, with Krista. And that's what it is with Krista. I was running full out for the Lord. The Lord put her in my life. I prayed supernaturally. I felt in my heart, hey, the time is now. And I prayed and there she was. And so for people, there's a time where you need to stop looking and don't be so concerned. The Lord will, the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And then for some people, and this is a smaller minority, but you need to start looking. The Bible says, he who, as a man especially, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. If you're getting to t- high 20s, into your 30s, and, and, and you know, hey, the Lord's done work in my heart. I'm not like still dealing with craziness in my life, right? I'm not still smoking. I'm not dealing with a pornography addiction. I'm, not, I'm like a, I'm a whole person. I'm headed for these things. There comes a time where you need to say, Lord, the time is now. Please show her to me and, 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 and don't be timid. It's the husband's job to find the wife, not the wife's job to find the husband. All right? That's all I got for you. Relationship talk. I love you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us.